Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there in our audience. We appreciate everything you do for us all throughout the year. We are answering your listener questions today. I know we're flip-flopping things a little bit. It's a little bit mind-boggling, but I know you can handle it. Ricky and Pam join me, and we get some great questions about sailing Disney Cruise Line. We talk about the pros and cons of main dining versus late dining. We also talk about the kids' clubs on Disney Cruise Line, Edge and Vibe, and what the differences are there. And, and if you're traveling with a child who is not your child, if you're taking a grandkid or a niece or a nephew about how you got to take that release and how you get that done and some tips for traveling with those children. We also talk about making advanced dining reservations for trips longer than 10 days. A little bit tricky there. We also speculate on the cost of the Disney dining plan, which is returning in 2024 and the historic cost of Disney dining plans in the past and much more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget our podcast is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs, whether it's 2024 packages opening up on May 31st or the rest of 2023. We're standing by right now to help you plan a great vacation over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to get it, come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2285 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend. And we're just going to mess with your mind here a little bit. Guess what? It's time for your listener questions. And if you're a creature of habit like me who eats the same thing on the same night of the week almost every week, this would totally throw me for a loop if I was on the treadmill this morning. I'd be like, wait, wait, I got to go back to my listener questions. It's Wednesday. No, I know it, it's Friday because we had all the news on Wednesday. And I mean, I'm the podcaster, so it's got me all thrown for a loop. So just hang tight. We're going to get through this together. I know we're going to do it and uh, we're going to have a good time, get you into the weekend and and just uh, try to try to change the world a little bit here. Probably not change the world, but just have some fun. So joining me today to answer your listener questions, we're live on Facebook and YouTube with a lot of great friends. We have Ricky from down at themouseforless.com in Atlanta. Ricky, what's up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And uh, yeah, just uh, getting ready to, I'm, sadly, my maternity leave is getting ready to end. Uh, not Not this next week coming up, but the week after. And so I am uh, getting ready to head back to the working world again. It's going to be real weird. <laughs> it's going to be real weird. It's like nine to five, like uh, Dolly yeah. Parton and exactly. uh, Dabney Coleman. Just don't kill your yep. boss. No, I'll uh, try not to. That was a good movie. I, I, I like my boss, so I'll, I'll try not to kill him. <laughs> I mean, I have threatened before, but uh, not seriously. <laughs> 80s movies were the best. Like uh, you got nine to five, you got Mr. Mom. I mean, the, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, no wonder we work so hard, right? I mean, it really yeah, taught you the true. work ethic back I in the day. I guess it did. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Well, good luck with that and enjoy the last few days. Hang on as long as you can. 
I'm trying. Yep. That's what you do. I'm trying. All right. Uh, and speaking of the work from home crew, because I'm one of those and so is this lady. Pam Forrester, Coner, the magic for less travel. Work from home. We're stressing the word work. What's up, Pam? Happy Friday. I know. Right? I, people love the like work from home thing. They're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to work from home. I'm always like, yeah, you actually work all the time. Yeah, you, you work, work 18 hours a day, but yeah, yeah you're, you're at home. Right. You are at home. <laughs> But yes, true. But you know what? This time of year, I actually get to work outside. And I do yep. love that. I will say that's a good thing. And actually, I wouldn't have it any other way. I never want to complain about my job. I have one of the best jobs in the world. So if anyone ever hears me complain about any of it, remind me of that. Um, because it is it's it is so fun to get to be a part of somebody else's vacation. Um, it's very cool. So yeah, I talked about that on Wednesday, you know, and you see this and sometimes I will forward the emails that I get just because like I get so excited when when folks get back and they take the time to to give me kind of a debrief of their vacation, you know, because you don't have to like you get home and you got to get back to work and it's kind of a bummer, right, that the vacation's over. But, right. you know, I get these guests who will send me photos of, like I said, you know, just the greatest times, you know, riding the train or, you know, the kid's first ride on Big Thunder Mountain or, you know, what what have you, you know, pop century with potato heads. It doesn't matter. But the smiles and the joy and hearing like the story of, yeah, when, you know, like my daughter got to meet Elsa, you know, and like they've seen the movie, you know, and I've had to watch it with them, you know, 2,847 times, you know, but they finally got to meet Elsa and they lost it. And then I lost it as a parent. Like we get those emails and like sometimes, you know, just forward them onto you and be like, you know, how cool is it that we got to be like, you know, 0.08% of this. It's awesome. It is. And I think what's funny is Audie, um, our agent manager, um, she shares them with the team. She picks a few every week to sort of share with the team. And I love that. That's like one of my favorite posts of the week. Like just getting to read, like, here's what someone said and here's what they loved. And guess what? They shared their pictures with us. And it was awesome. Like that part is really, really cute. It is. All right. So no news today. Nothing happening. No, no. We, we did all that on Wednesday. So let's jump into the list of questions. we got a question here from Sarah and she says Epcot flower and garden trip. Hey, Mike and the BOGP crew crew. And she says, including Lucy. She put that in parentheses, but how about that? She's, awesome. she's part of the crew now, according she to is. Sarah. She says, I'm going to Disney World on May 22nd, and I'm trying to get on Cosmic Rewind and Tron on the same day. My current plan is to start off the day in Epcot and park hop to Magic Kingdom later on in the afternoon to go on Tron at night. What is the best strategy to get on both of these rides? I will definitely buy an individual lightning lane for both if necessary. Thanks so much, Sarah. So is this even possible, Ricky? Um, yes. Uh, I say that with a couple caveats. Um, it is possible if she does buy the individual lightning lane for Tron in the evening. Uh, I think that, that it would technically be possible if she can get in the virtual queue uh, for Guardians. However, um, what I might do is the way things are going like right now, I might flip-flop it. I would actually probably do Magic Kingdom first, make sure I get a... Um, virtual queue or i guess individual lightning lane for uh for tron and then when i park hop then i would be able to get the one or I, the virtual queue has been open a little bit later for um guardians so um because yeah that that's probably how i would handle it but 
I think at least getting an individual lightning lane for Tron, if you're going to the Magic Kingdom second, is going to be a key thing. Um, but I don't think you can get it for... I don't think you can get individual lightning lane for both, because I don't think you can get one for Epcot and then get one for Magic Kingdom unless it's later in the day. And I, I don't think it'll be available later in the day. So Aaron says think- today as we're recording, now we're recording earlier in the week, that Tron's oh. virtual queue is available at 3 p.m. Nice. Now, I mean, no, obviously, it's it's kind of a shoulder season right now, yeah, so right. it's it's not like the most popular time. So, like summer, May twenty second. That's getting close to Memorial Day. Yeah, once you hit close to Memorial Day, it's gonna be. I think I think that virtual queue is gonna, you know, be a lot harder to get into at that point. But when I see this stuff, here's the thing: when I see that these virtual queues are staying open more than seventeen seconds. That yeah. makes my heart feel good because that's know, how too. it's supposed to work. Like you're supposed to be able to think work. about it for like an hour, you know, and be like, ah, I kind of want to ride that. Okay. I'm going to get out my app, you know, like, yes. it's, it's it, 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 like up to this point, these things have been a lottery and that's, yeah. it's so stressful. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, oh, I, I lost, I won, you know, I and I, I've won and I've lost, but it's a lottery at this point. So, no, I absolutely agree with you. It, it's interesting. Okay, so here's a question. Now, we don't know this. And Lindsay's got a question, and we, we obviously have no idea. But I thought, Ricky, you could do some research maybe on this one for a second because it's kind of what you're good at this kind of stuff. She says, okay. any predictions on price points for the dining plan when they come out for next year? I can't begin to imagine with how much things have increased in the past several years. But here's what I wanted. We don't know what it's going to be. But I was wondering, because I can't remember... Do you remember what the price point was for the dining plans in 2020 when it went away? I'm looking at per night. Did you, have, did you have that on the web on the mouse for less? For, do you have like an archive of that? Because I was just wondering. Yeah, what it was. I do, and I don't think we didn't have a price listed on there. Um, because hmm, I'm I am looking at it right now, and I don't think we had a price listed. Okay, I was just wondering. Uh, if I had to guess, though, I mean, I would assume that the the dining plan will be at least five to ten dollars more than it you know was back in 2020 yeah i would say at least yeah we'll see yeah i mean the thing is we'll wait and see see what we got all right so that's that's just a guess though yeah and the other thing to do is like look at the price of the character meals like it's got to be more expensive than the adult price of a character meal so and didn't we just get this past week the price for because akershi's breakfast just came out right this week yeah akershi's yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but I don't know how much that is either. Right it's now. one of the 55. 55. But that was breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. So, you know, dinner is obviously more than that. Lunch and dinner. So. Yep. Right. And we're getting Garden I Grill would again say, soon. I Do would we got the price on would... Garden Grill? Because that, that, the breakfast comes out back there on uh, the 14th of June. Um, I can look. So yeah. Acro Shoes for dinner, it says over 60 per adult. That's kind of where I was thinking. Yeah. Um, Garden Grill... Let me see if I can pull up how much that one is for um, dinner, because that's yeah. I would assume it was gonna it would be over sixty dollars at least for the Disney dining plan um, at minimum. Yeah, I'm gonna guess probably closer to seventy. This just, has been so uh, long. I can't remember. Like I don't have a reference. I know. I know. I'm gonna guess. Crazy. I'm gonna guess it'll be closer to seventy because if it's sixty something dollars for character, you know, dinner basically. And then you're adding on, you know, the snack and then the lunch. I mean, I would assume that it would be like close to that. What I say is it, as, uh, long, as long as you use those entitlements. And it's you're gonna $55 use it. for adults at Garden Grill. For dinner? So, for dinner, yes. Okay. Well, 
not bad for a character meal. I like that. I like that food too. It's not fancy food, but it's good food. And <laughs> that doesn't like. include the alcohol price <laughs> with that either. Right. Yep. So you'll add $55 plus, you know, alcohol, which is about $15 at that point. So, yep. yep. yeah, I, I would guess you were getting close to about $70 per person for that dining plan, at least. Look at you doing the calculations on the fly. Again, it's just a guess, though. I mean, I, I'm really just know. We'll see. stab at it, but <laughs> we shall see on May 31st, if not before. Okay, Kyle's got a question. I have a 12-day trip staying at Beach Club this summer. Will I be able to book dining for all 12 days? Thanks for your help, Kyle. Pam, talk to Kyle about a 12-day trip, ADR-wise. Yeah, so if um, so we're just talking about dining, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not yeah. the dining plan. No, just, I was just wondering. it's this summer. It's yes. this summer. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. So um, when you have a trip that is more than 10 days at length, um, 60 days prior to your check-in date, you'll be able to book dining for the first 10 days of your vacation. And then you'll have to wait um, to book those last couple of days. Um, that's just a, a sort of a restriction of the Disney system. But as long as you're on site, that's what you are able to do. And it's a pretty cool benefit. Right. And the biggest thing is, you know, piece of advice, if you're looking for super hard to get ADRs, put them towards the back end of the 10 days. Like, yep. just because less people, only the people that have trips of that length or longer can reach that day. So, you know, if you're looking for things like what's, what's the hardest to get ADR right now? It used to be like BR guests or Cinderella's I want to roll say table. It's like Topolinos. Yeah, Topolinos. Yeah, Topolinos breakfast. breakfast is pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Ohana continues to be a yep. challenge. Yep. Um, homecoming at different times can be challenging, oh, yes. especially for brunch. Sci fi, if your name is Mike Rollman, you can't get in there. Right. Place, dude, I'm, I'm with you. you. I've tried on Mandio <laughs> to do sci fi, and I'm like, nope, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's like a, there's like a, what are those Faraday cages or something for like Mike Rallman's name and ADRs for that place. I'm never. They see you. In. They track you when you enter the park Not with your magic band and track you, and they're yeah, like, oh, he's going to sci-fi. I am taking yeah, the magic band no. off. Yeah, it's impossible. Not I happening. Can I get in there? Okay, Kevin's got a question. Any advice on getting into Trader Sam's on a Saturday with kids, 12 and 16? So it has to be before 8 p.m. Pam, you are a Trader Sam's aficionado. Um, and I was in there in the not too distant past. And uh, Hippopotami Thai. Um, <laughs> That's, That's a great got. name, Hippopotami Thai. That's a mouthful that's easy <laughs> right? to say. I like how it rolls off my tongue. <laughs> like, I know there were a couple drinks um, that were appealing, but yes. Um, so um, I think one of the easiest ways to do it for a couple of reasons is to go right before it opens up. Um, and the thing is then at that point, the what they'll start like checking people in and telling you when to come back and they'll be like, yeah, you're going to be able to come in like around this time or, oh, it's really packed today and it'll probably take like an hour or two before we call you. And then you have the ability to sort of explore the resort or ride the monorail around and check out those resorts. Like there's something for you to do during that time. So that's when I like to do it. And the reason why is other times it's just sort of an unknown. You could walk right in and it could be no problem or it could be like, no, we have like tons of people waiting to get in here today and it can just take forever. So that's when I like to do it. So we have a family who is, they, they called in on the Sunday night live show and you probably heard them. If you listened to the show yesterday, the replay from Sunday night, 
She's celebrating her 50th birthday. She's got three daughters. They're bringing their significant others. And so they're going down. It's a party of 11. They've got like a church van and they're going around and having a good time this weekend at Walt Disney World. But on Mother's Day on Sunday, shout out to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day, Ricky. Happy it's my first, first Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Look at that. <laughs> I didn't give you like all the dings for that one. I, I wasn't even coming with Lucy at the time of last year either. So That's like funny. this really is my that. first Mother's Day. Totally. Yeah. If I had Hallelujah on the board, I played again. Um, but I don't. I just totally <laughs> missed out on the I twice I needed that thing and I don't have it ready. That's I'll right. get that ready. But anyway, um they're 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 trying to do Trader Sam's with eleven of them. And so oh. I hope they get in on Sunday. That could be a challenge because it's a Sunday locals and it's Mother's Day. True. I don't know if like that's a Mother's Day thing, but it could be. I mean, it is for her. She's celebrating her yeah, 50th birthday. Yeah, if I too. was there, that'd be a Mother's Day <laughs> thing. I could that's make that a Mother's Day yes. thing. Yeah, so shout out. I hope they get there in 48 hours, that they get have a great Mother's Day. And I hope she gets one of the secret stools, if you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> not the kind for Colagard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to say anything about stool. I'm so sorry. You uh, opened it up and I just had to take uh, it. Too Crap. Too funny. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, here we go. Nikki's got a question. We have got to move on. Uh, yes, we do. Got to get this thing moving. Got to get the train moving. Okay. The, hey. these, this week has to be titled All About Poop. <laughs> It sure does. What is wrong with us? Please don't leave an iTunes review this week. Please. Nope. Uh, let's see. Hi, Mike. I love listening to your show on my commute to work each morning. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Used to like listening to your show. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Thanks so much for making me laugh and sharing all your Disney love with your okay. listeners. We hope. Here's my question. Here's her question. Okay. It's a Disney dining question for a party of nine. My sister and I are so excited to be heading to Disney at the end of June. Our two families are traveling together for a total of nine people. When we made our ADRs last week, we had a tough time getting any reservations for the nine of us. We ended up booking two separate reservations, parties of five and four, for most of our bookings. The reservation times are very close together, if not the exact same time for most restaurants. We would love to be seated all together instead of at separate tables. Do you think it'll be possible at check-in to ask if our parties can be seated together. Would it be worth it to call in advance to make this request? What would you recommend in this situation? Thanks so much, Nikki. All right. Well, this sounds like something we've done a lot. <laughs> we've done this. Okay, so Ricky, give your thoughts because I think she's in fine shape. Yeah, she's more likely in fine shape. So um, the good news is since you've done the right thing and you've made the reservations for at, about, at the same time or around the same time, all you need to do is go just a little bit early of your reservation and, you know, let them know what's going on. Hey, we're a party of nine, but we had to book it. Table four, table of five. Is there any way possible that we can sit together or near each other? More than likely, they are going to be able to accommodate you. There might be a few places where, you know, it's just super busy or they don't have table space to be able to do that. But for the most part, they should be able to accommodate you and seat you all together, if not like real close to each other so you should be fine yeah my best advice in this kind of situations is go about 10 minutes before the first reservation if you got two times yes. okay so go before the first one 10 minutes before sound super excited like you were just dying to get this adr at this restaurant even if it wasn't your favorite 
like, oh man, I was trying so hard. And this is like my favorite place that I've wanted to eat my entire, like I've always wanted to go to fifties prime time. You know, you, you gotta be like bubbly and excited that you're here. You got your family, you're celebrating, you know, you want to be, you're just, you gotta be so eager in that. And then you just gotta be like, man, if you could make this happen, this would, you know, we're not expecting this, but if you could make this magic happen, we'd sure appreciate it. And I think a lot of times, you know, it's kind of the whole thing, Pam, right? Like the sugar and not the, you know, the, the yeah. demands, like just throw some sugar on them. For like sure. Leopard. And who knows, by the end of the trip, you may only want to sit with party. So <laughs> exactly. You may be glad that's the way it worked out. You may want to go early and be like, you yeah. need to say that you have to sit with these people and these people have to be on the other side of the resort. Now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're slipping up a $5 bill. Like, can I that's please be, right. can I get a booth can on the other sit side? Near these people? Thank right. you. Yes. <laughs> now, for at most restaurants, it won't be a problem. There's sometimes it is, um, but it'll work out. It's hard to talk to everyone when you're a big party at a restaurant. Anyways, it's actually easier to talk to a small group. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you'll be there. You'll all be experiencing the same thing and you'll have a great time. That's <laughs> so funny. Five bucks put me on the other side of the restaurant. Right. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> See this guy walk out, show him a picture. See this guy? I don't want to be sitting with him. You're like, nope. Party of five? We're supposed to be a party of nine. Nope. She told me party of five only, please, sir. Uh, stand back. You'll be called in five minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, next question. It says, avid Disney cruiser, but I need help. Hi, BOGP crew. I'm an avid Disney cruiser. Been on eight cruises, all ships except the Wish. Going on the Wish in March of 2024 and taking my two nephews, who are 15 and 13, on their first ever Disney cruise. I've never cruised with kids before. I've always been just me and my husband. I know we need special documents from their parents to get on the cruise. How does the kids club work? Would they be in the same club together? Do we have to go right away as soon as we get on the ship to register them? Thanks, Jennifer. So I'm trying to think the kids club ages. I Isn't it? Oh man. Is not. So it's edge and vibe. And I get the, I get yeah. the two mixed up because yeah. the names I was trying to think edge is the younger one, right? Or is it Vibe? Yeah. Look it Edge up, Ricky. Edge is the younger one. I That's believe. Right. I think Edge yes. is the younger one and Vibe's the older one. And Vibe, so Vibe is 14 to 17, right? I think so. Hang on. You know, if only there was like a, you know, website that I could look this Ricky's up. Ricky's got this. Because I can't, I got too many things going with recording and everything. I get nervous <laughs> when I try to start looking <laughs> stuff up. I don't want to tax the computer because I've already got 17 programs running and we're live on three platforms. Hold on. Okay. So Vibe... It's pulling up. I ha hey, you don't think I have a bajillion tabs open? Okay, so Vibe is 18 exclusive. So that makes me think it's like 14. Um, right, Edge is 11 through 14. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. 11 to 14 for Edge. I always get the names mixed up. That's the thing that messes me up. So Edge is the... So, okay, it's alphabetical. That's how I can so, remember it. Edge comes first yeah, in the alphabet. Yeah. So, See, yeah, I need 14, stuff like that. Okay, so good. Okay, good. That works. 14 to 17 on Ant Vibe. So, and yes. so Vibe is 14 uh, to 17. 14 to 17. And then Edge is going to be 11 to 14. 11, to, is it 14 or 13? That's the only thing I'm. 14. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, they would not be in the same club. And Disney Cruise Line does not offer exceptions on that. No, that's, not that's on that one. They do not offer, so they would not be in the same club. Um, Pam, talk to them about when you take kids who are not your own with Disney Cruise Line. You do have to get a release. 
You do. And it's just good sense to have that anyways. You're going to want a notarized something or other saying that you're, you know, you can make decisions for this child. If God forbid something were to happen or there were an emergency or need something, you need to be able to have that authority to make those kinds of decisions. So that's why you need to do it for there. And the kids club, you'll kind of um, set that up and get that ready before you even get on the ship. Um, so that's, I think that that procedure has been made so much easier um, than when Hannah was doing this, which is a good thing. Um, so you'll enjoy that. But yeah, they may not be together. And I think I always tell parents of any, uh, or any, not just parents, <laughs> the grownups uh, who are traveling with kids to have those kids go to the first night of activities, Super even important. if they yes. don't want to. Those are, that's the time when sort of friendships are made and everyone feels awkward as heck and nobody yes. knows anybody. So like, we'll just jump into it all together. I think that that is one of the critical things. And if they don't like it, then you sort of change plans and whatnot, but give it a shot. It's um, worth it. The, the counselors on the Disney cruise line ships are amazing. Like they're, they're, they're kind of a, a hybrid of a, of a camp counselor and an educator, <clears throat> an educator, in my opinion, of course, they're not full on teachers or anything, but I think a lot of them probably would aspire to be educators at some point in their life. You know, again, I'm somebody who has an education background of master's degree in elementary ed. So I kind of look at things in a different perspective. So does my wife and I think that one of the things they excel in from my interactions of, you know, picking up Mallory and stuff and seeing the interactions in the, you know, in the Oceaneers Club, the Oceaneers Lab, Edge, because she really loved that the last time, is that they're really good at making kids feel comfortable quickly and kind of like a team bonding kind of thing. And I'm really into that because I like coaching and stuff. And they, they're really good at that kind of building quick relationships. And you'll see that, I mean, by the end of the cruise, and I mean, these cruises last three, four, seven nights. Like these kids are yeah. crying by the end of the cruise because they're not yeah. going to see their best friend for the rest of their life. You know, like, oh, I can't. Oh, my God, my best friend. No, you just met them on Tuesday. You know, <laughs> like you're going to you're going to be fine. We live in a social media like back in my day. You were pin pals. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. You can talk to them like non-stop on snapchat or instagram yeah like you, you'll live you'll be fine yeah. but i mean really like they're really good at building because you know they'll be like going on these like missions around the ship and playing dodgeball at midnight and all of a sudden it's the greatest thing ever but you i think the biggest you just gave a huge key pain you got to be there the first night because yes. those relationships are built on the first night yep they are they are and I think, too, the counselors are good at really sort of including everybody. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good thing to note. It's, um, I mean, we all know being a teen and preteen can be sort of a brutal time in your development mm -hmm. as a person. And um, they sort of really help with that. Absolutely. All right. We got a question here from Chris. He says, hey, Mike, thank you for all your help with my past questions. You may remember on episode 2422, the list of questions from February 22nd, I asked particularly intricate intricate question about early entry at Epcot while stacking at Hollywood Studios. We're recently back from our trip and I'd like to share what I learned. If you'd like to share with the BOGP family, uh, please feel free to share. Number one, early entry at the Epcot International Gateway. If you want to ride Remy with a minimal weight, two, and if you're not staying at the Epcot area resort and three, if Hollywood studios is opening the 30 minutes prior to Epcot and four, if you don't mind walking 
from Hollywood Studios to Epcot, then take the first bus to Hollywood Studios and walk to the International Gateway. It works. We walked onto Remy's Ratatouille Adventure before early entry starts on multiple occasions. Very good. And second, stacking on the Hollywood Studios schedule, he says, I previously asked you about stacking at Hollywood Studios, which opened 30 minutes earlier than Epcot, while doing early entry at Epcot, hashtag thinking cap. Well, I have an answer. If you start with your first lightning lane at Hollywood Studios, you are on Hollywood Studios time. Our first lightning lane was at Hollywood Studios, which opened at 8.30. While we had a park pass for Epcot opening at 9, Genie Plus let us book our next lightning lane at 10.30. This is a great hack. You can experience multiple attractions at Epcot with minimal weight while stacking some great attractions at Hollywood Studios for later. We ended up having a relaxed time at Epcot and then rolled into Hollywood Studios with four lightning lanes ready to go. There's more I can share. Uh, but I hope this helps the BOGP family. Thanks. And I hope this is informative for the listeners. Thanks for all you do, Chris. Good. T- I didn't think about that, you know, putting it on the, the park. I that know. Opens we were all like, hmm. Hmm. That's good. It is. And I think it just shows that, like, I know that there, um, you know, are some challenges with doing all this stuff in the morning, but you sort of get on a roll with the Genie Plus. I think it sounds more complicated when you're thinking about it from home than it does when you're there. Um, so that was a lot. Yeah. I don't, that's the thing is like, I'm at the point and I know we're, again, we talked about this on Wednesday, right? We have a lot of folks probably listening to our show. They're getting ready to go down for their very first trip. And that is so cool. Like I'm so jealous. Like when everything is, it was like when I went to Disneyland last July, it was the greatest. Even when I went back for that thing, you know, this a couple of months ago, like everything was still so new. Like I could still yeah. kind of get lost even in Disneyland. Like, you yeah. know, there was like there's sometimes like I turned and I'm like, well, I went the wrong way. <laughs> like, and I loved it. Like, oh my God, I went the wrong way. I love it. I'm kind of lost. I'm not really lost, but this is great. Like, I'm, you know, I don't do that at Walt Disney World anymore. I've been, or, you know, I've run through those parks so many dang times and races. Like you just, you don't get, the, I still love going there, but I don't have that, that excitement of, of yeah, the whole, the, the discovery. Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't think about Genie Plus, like, at that level, but I love that people do. And, like, that's a great hack. I mean, because because of that, he had a leisurely morning in Epcot and then a great afternoon or evening in the studios because he had the stacked uh, Genie Plus experiences. It's good stuff. It's smart. It is. He, it, mm-hmm. that's, that's the smart bird gets the worm is what that is. Okay, next Hi. question. Annual pass question from Morgan. Hey, BOGP crew. We are annual pass holders, and our renewal date is in September. Who reminds me, mine, mine's up at the end of this month. I got to renew mine. Uh, we're wanting to stay a couple of nights in a Disney resort in early November before our wish cruise. I'm hoping Disney releases an AP sale on resort stays soon for November dates. Well, could happen. If I were to try to book a stay now, it asks me about park passes, and if I don't have an annual pass... I assume that's because our passes would be expired then. My question is, when the sale is released and if I book before my renew before we renew our passes, will I be able to book and receive the AP rate assuming there's an AP sale at that time? Thanks for all you do. Morgan is in Fairfax, Virginia. So here's the deal. Let me just tell you cuz I can take this one. I have an answer to question here probably in a couple weeks. So, book your room 
now at the regular rate because there's nothing out for November right now. It's too far out. And then you can always apply any discount that comes out as they become available. So a general public room offer, a Disney Visa room offer, if you have a Disney Visa card, an annual pass card. Here's the thing. You can book an AP offer without a valid annual pass. However, you have to show it and it has to be an active annual pass when you check in or else that rate's going to go back to rack rate at that time. Mm -hmm. So like you don't have to have it like in hand when you apply the annual pass rate to your offer. You just, it has to be shown at check-in or else want, 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 you're going to be paying rack rate. Right, Pam? I mean, that's the thing is you want to get yes. the room while it's there and then apply discounts as they pop up. Yep. A hundred percent. And the other thing that sort of throws a monkey wrench in this is if you are not eligible to buy another <laughs> um, annual pass, if you were like, and Disney's not selling new annual passes at that time, then you're out of luck in that space too. So take that into consideration as well. All right. Next question is from Natalie. I kind of like this one. I apologize for writing in so many questions, but it's been fun to hear you read them on air. I would love to hear your input. My question is, what hotel level do you think Disney would build next? Value moderate deluxe theming and location. And what hotel would you like to see them build next? So my opinion, just real quick, and I'm not going to give like theming or anything, but I would love to see them build one more moderate. I, I just think a moderate would be nice. You got Riverside French Quarter, Coronado, and Caribbean Beach. And again, this is just me because again, I'm just because you asked and I'm going to be selfish. That's where I, I like to be in the moderates. I, I think that's a good price point. I find a huge value. I find value in the moderates. I find that hits a sweet spot for me. It gives me what I need. It gives me decent location. It gives me good transportation options. It gives me a little bit bigger room. It gives me a little bit better pools. It gives me a little bit better dining options. I Especially Coronado Springs. I really like Coronado. And I like Caribbean Beach because of the Skyliner. I would like to see one more moderate with with that level of amenity i don't know ricky where would you go do we need more value do we need the value deluxe moderate where are you going i was thinking value um i feel like that would be uh, a good a good thing to see more of uh, just another value resort um i agree with you though i think a moderate would be nice uh, but I, I i absolutely think that there needs to be another value uh, but what i think they're going to build is more deluxe and actually it's going to just going to be Disney Vacation Club. It's not going to be just Deluxe. It'll be Disney Vacation Club is what I think they're going to keep just keep building because that's all they've been building. But I would like to see a value resort come in. Easy. Be nice. Hmm. What? I'm just saying. Be nice. All they're, <laughs> they're building is Deluxe and, and you know, Vacation Club. So. Pam. Oh. I'm, I'm sort of with you, Mike. I actually think it would be nice to see a moderate resort. I think, so what's funny is I feel like with the deluxe resorts, they've really made such improvements in the resort, in the resort rooms lately. Like when we see those rooms, I'm always impressed by them constantly because they're so much better and yet they're still so Disney. Um, that Moana room with the Polynesian, that, that's fantastic. The Incredibles room. Yes. The Grand Floridian with the Mary Poppins touches. Yes, yes, yes. So every time they redo a resort, I'm like, I love everything about this. Like you need to keep doing this over and over again. But I think there's a lot of opportunities in the moderate category and even to sort of have a moderate plus like Grandestino. Um, I would love That's to see something best. like yeah. that. That's right. I mean, yes, because I, I let Mallory pick for the pre and post 
podcast crews stay. Yeah. And because the thing is like, we're not going to have tickets for, for before the cruise, we're coming down on the first. And so we're just going to chill, right? Cause we're going on the cruise on the third. So we're just going to chill and I let her pick and we're going to go to the parks after the cruise for three days. And so she picked Grand Casino. Like she's like, I want to stay at Coronado in the top. But she's like, she's you know, she's fancy, right? Yeah, yeah. She's like, but we gotta stay in the tower. We gotta be in the fancy <laughs> rooms. I'm like, fine. Because the thing is, I mean, if you think about it, with a with a discount, and I have an annual pass, like you can stay on a discounted rate with an annual pass in the tower this summer for almost like rack rate at Pop Century. It's it's yes. it's not that big of a mm-hmm. difference. Like I'm not gonna tell them that. I'm gonna make it sound like I'm spending a lot of money on them. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, I, I want to look like I'm splurging for them, but it's a good deal, you know. And it and it's got it's got a great pool because we're gonna be there for like you know a day and a half before the cruise. We can hang out at the dig site pool. We can eat at Maya Grill. You know, it's a good place for me to run. We'll you know go to Disney Springs. We'll probably go play putt putt. It, it that's that that really suits all of our needs for like a you know day and a half before cruise. Perfect. Great yeah. place to stay. And it has so many things to do. It really does. I think that there's so many things to love about that resort. And even it's funny, I find myself when I'm there walking over to the old part of the resort where the check-in area used to be. And the way that they've updated that is fantastic. That's such a great space. So love that resort. And you know what? I always see Arendelle Prince working every time I walk through that area. Every hmm. single time he's doing work on a laptop in that area. The old check-in area. It's, Interesting. it's uncanny. I think he's like 24-7 there doing work. It's crazy. <laughs> Shout out, Aaron, if you're listening. Okay, Thomas has a question. Hey, Mike and BOGP crew, thanks for all your help booking my very first Disney cruise aboard the Wish. I owe you an old-fashioned and owe Ben two old-fashions. Well, how about that? There you go. I don't know why Ben gets too off to do some research. I forget. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure research. Ben probably deserves it. Uh, yeah, ben, yeah, yeah. I was probably I was probably out on a on a long uh, trip, and Ben, prob- ben probably <laughs> did a ton sure. of work. I'm sure Ben does deserve to. And I'll tell you what, one old fashioned, and I'm toast. So that's good. I only need one. He says, as promised, I have a thousand questions. So please, here's my first 100 below. He says, just kidding. I do have a question about dining. My parents decided to book their own cruise and will join us. However. Since they booked themselves and are not on our reservation, how can we ensure that we are seated together during our dinners? Also, my daughter is going to be 12 at the time of the cruise. Can you briefly describe the pros and cons of the different dinner seating times? Not sure which would be better for our group. Thanks for everything. I love the show and your always positive attitude, Thomas. And he says he's in he's in the U.S. Navy. And again, thank you for your service. We appreciate that so very much because we need you guys out there, guys and and the women and ladies and gentlemen, more than ever. We appreciate your service. Okay, so let's get to that. Okay, so if you give us, we can, we're, we're only supposed to work with reservations as travel agents that we book ourselves. But if you let us know the last name and the confirmation number, I, I have friends at Disney Cruise Line at this point. They're like my family. <laughs> I can probably get it linked. <laughs> They're like, they're like my office buddies. <laughs> like, it's so sad that when I call, they say, Hey Mike, before I even, before I even say hi to them, they know that they see my caller ID. It's uncanny at this point. So I, I'll, I can do everything I can to get that done for you. So just let me know. Shoot me an email. Let's talk about dining times. I like this question about pros and cons. This reminds me of uh, Phil Keegan on the amazing race. This is a detour. It's two tasks, <laughs> each with its own pros and cons. Cause I watch, that's what I watch every day in the office. 
So, Pam, pros and cons of early versus late dining. What, what do you say to that? That's interesting. It sort of is an interesting dilemma, as they say, because what really is going to happen is here's what's most impactful. Um, whatever time your dining time is, is opposite of when your showtime will be. So um, that's something to think about. Um, you know, in some ways, it's almost easier for us to do the show first and then the dining. Cause I know my, I know that Steve in particular is going to stay up through the dining, but if we get in there and sit and it's, we're in yes. a dark room and the ship is rocking, he will probably fall asleep. So I yeah, don't know, but no. So I think it really just depends on your family. Um, you know, how, what time do they like to eat um, or do they care? You're always going to be able to get um, second dining available, almost always, except on a med cruise. You'll find um, availability on med cruise. The late dining is really challenging to get. So um, if you're unsure, book main dining now, and then you can always switch to second dining. So, and I know that this is something that and I'm not, I guess I just, I just thought about that. So I'd be dead by the way, by late dining, like dead. Cause I eat like at four o'clock. Like when I see seven 30, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, no, like I couldn't, I, here's, I, I joke because the thing is on a cruise, what I would do is I would go down to the, into the ship and go get like a couple pieces of pizza, maybe an ice cream cone at like four o'clock and call that pre-dinner. And then I'd be good till seven 45. So I yeah. would, I would make it. You you're not going to starve on a Disney cruise line ship or any cruise ship. You're going to be totally yeah. fine. No matter if dinner was at 1030, you'll be fine and you'll love it. Now, one of the things they did offer, and I, cause I haven't even thought about this, but I, I haven't heard that they don't offer this for the late dining. Do they still have that thing where the counselors come into the dining room halfway through the dinner shift and grab the kids and take them to the club? They did that for I'm a not, while. I know they did. I can't remember if that has come back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that know was a, that, that was genius that they did that. I got to look that up and see because I haven't I haven't heard that it does or doesn't happen. But like what they used to do was, if you had kids on late dining, what they would do is about what was it like 30, 35, 40 minutes through dinner, they the, your servers would like bring out the kids meal right for the kids like right off the bat like you know early, and the kids right. would like eat their chicken nuggets and their fries. <laughs> And then, you know, 30, 45 minutes into the meal, they bring in, you know, a handful of counselors from the kids club, like the, the younger kids club, like the Oceaneers Club Lab, right. I can't remember. And they would get the kids and walk them down to the club and perfect because then the adults, the kids are gone and then you could enjoy the rest of your meal in peace and at a slower mm -hmm. pace. I was like, that is the, whoever thought of that, that is the greatest idea of all time. Right. I know it yeah. was. I'm just not sure that it's back. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, that, that was a great idea, though. So. All right. So let's get to the last question of the day. It's from Trish says, hey, Mike, Ricky, Pam and Scott love listening to your show. Been listening for about three years now and appreciate all the Disney tips and discussion. I have a question for you about my upcoming trip. Uh, let's see about our trip. Sorry. I have a couple of questions for you about our trip coming up the last week of um april but oh. sorry we got behind on this one uh my family of four my husband and myself plus a 16 and 14 year old boy and my sister's family of three her her husband and an 11 year old daughter are staying at the yacht club we have some dining reservations booked at places we've never been before and i'm excited i was able to snag a reservation for rodeo roundup barbecue we also grabbed a fireworks dessert pre-party 
I've never gone to a dessert party before, so any tips for attending those would be appreciated. In addition to fireworks at Magic Kingdom, we also hope to attend Fantasmic. What time do you recommend getting in line for that? And Mike, the question is specifically for you. Since I know you love the croque madame sandwich, my husband also loves those sandwiches, so I know he would like to be able to try one from Primo Piatto. My question is, how long do they serve breakfast? I'm not sure how to get him one since we plan to rope drop the parks, so I don't think he can get one and we can still get to the parks early. Thoughts? Thanks for all the fun Disney talk. Trish is up in Des Moines, Iowa, where when I used to speed skate, the best speed skaters in the world were from... West Des Moines, Iowa, the skating rink up there, their names were Dante. Well, the guy that was the best, his name was Dante Muse. So I don't know if you know them, but they were awesome. Okay. Anyway, sorry that we're late on the question. Hope you had a great trip. So here's the good news. I hope you got his crook, madame. They're served all day. They're served yeah, for lunch. <laughs> so I hope he got one. It didn't say, oh, dude, it's 1030, like McDonald's. Oh my God, it's 1030. I can't get over there and get it. Cause it, it served like for lunch too. And I think it served at dinner. It, uh, is it all day? Mm -hmm. I think it is. It's all day. Yeah. yeah. In the morning, I think it just has an egg on it. And I, I don't think you're think right. It has it the rest of the day. So, so yes. if you didn't get it, go back and get it. Go back. Um, so just, this is just helping for the, for the cause here for Fantasmic. I like to get in line no later than 30 minutes prior to the show. Is anybody have thoughts on that? No, that's no right. later than no yeah. later than dude no that gets crazy than. like phantasmic it, it draws a crowd and oh, then no. what about um pam because you are the fireworks dessert party queen. tips for that what, what do you get for that um so what you're gonna want to do is head over there is probably about 10 15 minutes before um the dessert party is supposed to start You'll get a wristband um, and then you can get into that area, get your desserts on. And then before the fireworks start, you'll be able to head over to the hub where there's a specific area set aside just for guests who have the dessert party. And you'll be able to see the fireworks from there. It's actually one of my favorite spots to watch the fireworks now. I really do enjoy it for a number of reasons, but the biggest reason is the lack of hassle that it is to get there. And eat all the desserts. Eat all them. of them. All the desserts. And that's what I'm getting ready to do as soon as I get done editing the show. Because Paige is home. And so we're going to have to get dessert tonight. Maybe Fritz's. Ricky, how's Ooh, that sound? Good choice. I, I mean, I prefer Doozles, but yes, good choice. Yeah, but we're in St. Charles, so Fritz's right. is going to have to do. Well, it is in St. Charles, but not where you live. So. That's true. All right. There's your St. Charles talk for today. There all you right. go. That's it. <laughs> so we're getting out of here. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks so much for hanging with us this week. Hope you enjoyed the shows. And don't forget, our show is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Like I said on Wednesday, we would love to help you plan that 2024 package starting on May 31st. Or don't wish away 2023. We'd love to help you get down there for this summer, this fall, Halloween. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, I'm sure soon we'll have the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas tickets coming out, seeing all the beautiful decorations and all the times in between. I mean, September, August, still fun. I mean, you right. know, I mean, yeah. doesn't get much love. I mean, we're going to do halfway to August. I don't know, probably yeah. not, but yeah. let's do it. Anyway, we just want to help you plan a great Disney vacation. That's what we do each and every day, and we love to help you do that today. So just go over to the website, themagicforless.com, fill out the quote form, and we'll take great care of you right then and there. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. 
Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's BRGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the BR Guest Podcast. I love doing this show. Ricky and Pam love doing this show. So does Scotty when he gets on here. We have a good time doing this. We're friends in real life and we, we love getting to get together with you all these times over the years. And it's just a lot of fun. You guys support that. So if you'd like to uh, get that bonus show every week, it's called Mike in the Midwest. We'd love to have you coming over. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Join us on the social media. We can continue the conversation throughout the week. Ricky's at Ricky Nibs, R-I-K-K-I and I-B-S. Pam's at T-M-F-L-T Pam. Follow them on on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BR Guest Mike. Give uh, Scott a follow too. He's at Epscott, so give him a follow as well. And join us Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We'll be talking to you and taking your calls live on Facebook and YouTube. So lots to talk about Sunday night. Give us a ring. Can't wait to talk to you there. And of course, one more time, happy Mother's Day to all the moms in our audience. Thanks for all you do. Hope you have a great day. Hope you get some pasta, some tacos. I don't know what, what you guys are the moms. Happy Mother's Day to Ricky, to Pam, to my Pam, to my mom. What, what do you, Ricky, what, what do you, what's your go-to for Mother's Day meal? I mean, given that it's my first Mother's Day, I have no idea. What's your go-to meal though? I mean, it's, it's not your first like time you get to go out to eat. Like, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I haven't even thought that far in advance. So yeah, I have no idea what I want Mother's Day. So we always go out to Spaghetti Factory because it's where yeah, Pam's nice. mom likes to go. If we had Spaghetti go. Factory here in Atlanta, you can bet I would be at Spaghetti Factory. But yeah. unfortunately, we do not. Uh, we, that's our thing. We do Spaghetti Factory. The closest Factory. one was Nashville, but that one caught on fire. I think, yeah. So. We do the one in the Valley, though. We used to do the one on McLeod's Landing, but we like to stay alive. So uh, um, there's that. Yeah. yeah. We don't do that anymore. Pam, what's your go-to for Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm happy when anyone else is cooking. <laughs> I'm not answer. really picky about it. Um, it would be, it's all good. So yeah. And there's words to yeah. live by. It's all good. All right. We'll see you guys next week. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.